January 1st is always a special day for me, not just because it's the beginning of the new year, which of course is true. Uh, January 1st is actually my anniversary here at Northside. Today begins my 23rd year working at Northside. Some of you... Not what I was looking for. Uh, And some of you you are thinking, why did they hire you when you were only seven? (laughs) Most of you know that the first 15 of those years were in youth ministry and have a lot of stories and experiences, and I'm sure Jeff is getting those as well. One of my most poignant ones, I'll say that, was a year that we went to teen camp. And every year we went to teen camp, they have this excursion that they call the Big Hike. And you may say, what is that? And I'll tell you, it's a big hike. (laughs) And we go up this mountain up there at the side there in Golden, Colorado, and we go to the summit, and it's pretty cool, and take a lot of pictures, and the views are for miles, and it's really quite an amazing experience. But typically, on the Big Hike... The hardest part of the big hike is going up. But this year was different. Oh, it was still hard going up. That first 45 minutes is a cardiovascular workout of high intensity. But as we came down that year, something happened that taught me a lesson and scared me a little bit and reminded me that your decisions really matter. That particular year, as we left the summit, after we had all taken our pictures and done the big group picture there at the top, we were making our way down, and we were following the guides from camp. And they were the, they go up and down this trail all summer long, so we had no reason not to trust their expertise. And so we headed down, and And we kept going, and they had little trail markers along the way, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it it was pretty clear that we had been misled, that we had been misguided. We were not on the trail that we should be. And that's a problem uh, for a single person. It's a real big problem for a youth minister with 80 teenagers on the side of the mountain. Because when you get lost in Kansas, you can kind of eventually, you know, if you just make three left turns or three right turns, you'll get back to where you were, right? But on a mountain, it's very different because you're, you're going down. So one small misdirection this way can, can lead you miles away from where you should end up. We waited for our guides to try to get their bearings. We tried to get our group together. We huddled. And eventually... They found their way down. But it was a very poignant moment. And I, as I reflected on it, both that day and in the years since, it was clear to me that decisions determine your destination. Every decision we made that day would determine our destination, whether going up or coming down. It was more precarious coming down. And one wrong decision followed by another wrong decision, led us far from where we wanted to be. And so on this New Year's Day, as we set out on the precipice of a new year, I want to leave you with this simple point. Your decisions determine your destiny.
And that, that matters more than you know. And so you should give great thought to the decisions that you make. Because, because one or two wrong decisions can lead you miles away from where you intended to be. I want you to turn in your Bibles, if you, if you have your Bibles with you, I want you to turn to an Old Testament prophet by the name of Jeremiah. Uh, Jeremiah is known as the weeping prophet, which kind of gives you an idea of the job that he had to do. It was to call God's people back to repentance. It was to call God's people back to him. Now, I'm not going to go through all of Jeremiah's prophecies. I just, in fact, really want to focus on one part of one, and it's in chapter 6. Now, if you don't know where Jeremiah is, I want you to take a pew Bible in front of you, one of those little small brown ones, and you can turn to page 815. This is Jeremiah the prophet from Jeremiah 6.16. Thus says the Lord, stand by the roads and look. And ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and find rest for your souls. Ah, but they said, we will not walk in it. So, so my, my, my first point is your decisions determine your destination. So walk, choose the good path. Choose the good way. Now, I want to be careful here in a, in a world where we're, we're upside down. <laughs> we call evil good and good evil. I, I mean, I want you to ask where the good way, according to the ancient paths, is. Where's the good way? Where's the good way with you spiritually? You're here on Sunday morning on a day when you're short on sleep. You made a good decision. That's the good way. And you brought your kids here, and they're probably <laughs> fighting sleep as well, and, and you're wrestling with them, and you're wondering, was it worth it? But let me tell you, it is. That's, that's the good way. You're making choices for your family. I want to encourage you to choose the good way. You're making choices in your career. I want to encourage you to choose the good way. I echo what the prophet Jeremiah said, which was, Choose the good way. Ask where the ancient paths are and walk in the good way. Whatever God calls good, I want you to pursue that, especially this year. A few days ago, I received a, a group text, which I'm, I'm not a big fan of group text. One of the greatest gifts you can give a person is to not put them in a group text, FYI. But this was a good group text, and I'll tell you why. As it was Andrew Howard, and he said, hey, I'd like to just get together for coffee with some guys. No pressure. We don't have any agenda. If you can't make it, no hard feelings. Here's where we're going to meet. Here's when we're going to meet. If you can't meet, join us another time. Andrew was choosing the good way. He, he could have said, yeah, you know what, I... I I wish the men would get to do... I, I wish somebody would do something. You know, I wish the elders... I sure wish the preacher would, would preach about men's... But instead, Andrew chose the good way. He said, what good can I do here? And so, I don't know, eight, nine, ten of us met for coffee over at Sojourners on Maple and Ridge. And we had a wonderful time of fellowship. 
And as I left there, I was extremely grateful for what God was doing and for Andrew, who took the courage and the leadership to choose the good way. There's countless examples of that. You'll have many possibilities, many opportunities in 2023. I want to encourage you to always choose the good way. Number two, since decisions determine our destination, I want to encourage you to choose the hard way. Now, that may not be very appealing, but let me tell you what I mean. I want you to turn now to Matthew chapter 7. I want you to listen to Jesus in the very best sermon ever preached. Matthew chapter 7. And he's wrapping it up, and he writes these words. Now, if you don't know where Matthew 7 is, turn to page 1042. But he's wrapping up the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 7, and we're in verse 13. Jesus says, enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide, and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow, and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. This principle seems to not make sense on the surface, but the more you think about it, the more that it's true. The, the, The path is wide, the way is easy, lots of people take the easy way out, but in every level... Taking the harder path will lead to the better blessing. Taking the harder path will lead to the better blessing. A personal story. Uh, Probably most of you know, because you stare at me for 20 or 30 minutes every week. Several years ago, I lost a significant amount of weight. Enough to where I had to change all my clothes and all of that kind of stuff. And I held on to that for two and a half solid years, but as you can probably tell, the last six to eight months, I have not chosen the good way. And I I wondered why it is that I did that, and reflecting on my own self, and I figured it out. You want to know the answer? All right, here it is. I really, really like being healthy. But I really, really hate getting healthy. Because being healthy feels good, your clothes fit, you have more energy, all that, but getting healthy is hard. You gotta eat the right things, you gotta drink a lot of water, you gotta exercise. No matter what plan you do, it's hard. You gotta do it. So I like being healthy. I hate getting healthy. I hate being fat, but I love getting fat. (laughs) That's easy. There is no restriction. It's the easy way. You and I have so many easy ways in our life. You, you have a choice as a mom, as a dad, to 
interact with your parents or with your children to have conversation with them or you have a choice whether to just stare at your phone. You have a choice between the easy way, which our lives are so easy that we have to be intentional about choosing the hard way. Whether it's your physical health, your spiritual health, your relational health, your families. And Jesus would encourage you, and I would echo Jesus, to choose the hard way because it leads to the better blessing. So, your decisions determine destination. So choose the good way. Your decisions determine your destination. So choose the hard way. In Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12. The wise man wrote, There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Your decisions determine your destination, so this is the third point. Choose God's way. Everybody gets to choose their own way, and our world celebrates that, but that's not what Scripture calls us to do. Jeremiah called us to the good way. Jesus called us to the hard way. Scripture calls us to the only way, which is not what you want and not what you feel and not what you hope for, but rather what God wants. You want to know God's way ultimately is Jesus. You expected me to say that, but I want you to read it anew from John chapter 14, verse 6. John chapter 14, verse 6, where Jesus said something that was pretty politically incorrect. Pretty exclusive in his thinking. Pretty hard in his line. He wrote this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is not a way to God. Jesus is the way to God. And so the the greatest thing I can encourage you to do as your decisions determine your destiny is to choose the way of Jesus. He's the only way. He's the only hope. So your decisions determine your destiny. So choose the good way. Your decisions determine your destination, so choose the hard way. Your decisions determine your destiny, so choose Jesus. All right, well, how do we do that? That all sounds good, preacher, but how do we do that? Let me give you two things, and then we'll quit. Number one, pay attention to God's word. If you are following along in your Bible, I hope that you are, this will be a salient point. Psalm chapter 119 And here's why it's an important point. Psalm 119 is a lot about God's precepts and principles and laws and promises. And in Psalm 119, the whole chapter is good, but boil it down to one verse, verse 105 of Psalm 119. The psalmist said, Your word is a lamp to my feet, a light to my path. That's why it's important not just to listen to the preacher, but to listen to the Word of God, to read the Word of God, to think about, to dwell on, to meditate in the Word of God. 
We've got a lot of tools for you. If you don't, in fact, let me just encourage you to do this. I want everybody to take a Bible. Go ahead, take them. And I want you to take it and, and take it. And, and I want you to do one of two things with that Bible, that pew Bible right in front of you. I mean, everybody should have one when they leave. Number one, if you don't have one, I want you to take it as yours. I want you to use it. I want you to grab a Bible reading plan and, and use it in conjunction and, and just be in the Word. Okay? You can take that as our gift. Number two, if you already have your Bible, I want you to take that Bible and I want you to give it to someone that you know who doesn't. And, and ask them if they would like to read the Bible with you as you do our Bible plan or someone else's. Be in the Word. Jesus, or the, the, the psalmist said, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So if it's important for us to choose the right path, then may we not be neglectful of making sure we have the light. The light that not only shows us the path, but also shows us our feet to make sure our feet are on that path. So let's be in the word. So take a Bible with you today and either use it as your own or share it with somebody else. And of course, if you don't have a Bible reading plan, please grab one of those as well. So that's one. This is the practical application part, okay? So pay attention to God's word. Number two, pay attention to how you walk. Ephesians chapter 5, Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 and following. Page 1,254. Paul writes in the practical section of this epistle, Look carefully then how you walk. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the best use of the time. Because the days are evil. Look carefully how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. May you and I, together, this year especially, watch how we walk. In your relationships, when you're sitting around the table with your coworkers, when you're sharing it back and forth text, when you're watching television, when you're scanning social media, ask yourself, is this wise or is this unwise? Make the best use of the time because the days are evil. All right, that's it, very simply. May we remember that our decisions determine our destination. Whether we're walking up the side of a mountain or walking down the side of the mountain, or in the decisions we make in our families, in our jobs, in our spiritual lives, may we choose the good way. May we choose the hard way. And ultimately, may we choose Jesus. Now, if you haven't chosen Jesus, and I know some will say, well, here's how you choose Jesus. I just want you to pray this prayer with me. Uh, friends, there is no such prayer in the Bible. Hey, some will say, just invite Jesus into your heart. But Jesus never commanded us to invite him into our hearts. Jesus commanded us to follow him and to obey his commands. All right, so what were his commands? Well, he had a lot, but let me give you a couple if you're ready to follow Jesus. 
In Mark 16, he said, believe and be baptized. It's very simple. And if you're ready to begin your journey with Jesus, I can't think of a better day to do it than the first day of a new year. At to begin a new journey, a new life. And if you have put on Christ, but maybe you've strayed and you could use the encouragement and prayers of our shepherds, well, they'd be blessed to help you as well. They'd be honored to pray with you and for you. If you have a need of them or a need of us in a public way, I'm going to ask you to head to the back right now, and our shepherds will meet with you and be able to determine what is best to help you on your way. Brothers and sisters and any guests here this morning, may we choose the good way. Let's stand and sing.